Are you feeling stuck? Are you searching for purpose and a more fulfilling life? Are you looking for inspiration and encouragement? Then this is the place for you. I'm Brooke Moore. I'm Gretchen Jackson. I'm Kelly Strother. I'm Tharwit Lovett. We are Shifter. In this podcast, we will address all things mindset. You will hear real stories from real women who have faced their fears, crushed their limiting beliefs, and have turned their mess into their message by shifting their mindsets and leveling up in business and life. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Shifter Podcast. I'm Gretchen Jackson, and on today's show, I'm thrilled to have author Kim McPherson. Kim McPherson is the founder and CEO of Bestseller Bound. She started her company to help aspiring authors launch their writing careers and to help entrepreneurs attract new clients through the power of their books. With a firm belief that words empower, inspire, and ignite passion, she is on a mission to help others successfully write, publish, and promote their books. She started her company based on her personal experience in the writing and publishing industry. Kim realized early on that she had no idea what she was doing and began researching how to write and publish a book. She realized that the information was scattered and authors needed a playbook. Kim created the playbook and has turned it into a business. Bestseller Bound offers coaching and courses designed to guide authors along the journey of writing, publishing, promoting, and launching their book. Kim was born and raised in Conway, Arkansas. She is married to Chad and has a stepdaughter, Allison. In her spare time, she loves to write, spend time with family and friends, travel, cook, and of course, read. Kim has also just completed one year of the Shifter Mastermind program. Welcome, welcome, Kim. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. I'm so excited. Um, so what, one thing you didn't mention in your bio is that you are also the host of the Bestseller Bound podcast. And yes. we got to visit on that um, a little while ago, and we had such a good time. I was excited to have you on our podcast. Well, thank you. Yes, that was a great podcast. Definitely a great podcast. I enjoyed it. We got to do it again. Love to do you, have you back on there again. I would love it. So I want to kind of start with, I know that Bestseller Bound came from your personal experience with trying to self-publish your own book. Can you start from, like, just take us back to when you decided writing was what gave you joy that led you into writing your book and then trying to figure out how to do it on your own? Yeah. So actually, well, the first thing that happened was I realized reading gave me joy. And, you know, I've read books as a kid and all, but I didn't, I didn't enjoy it like I did older when I was older and so I was I went to school later in life and this was I graduated I didn't graduate college till 2013 and that was when 50 shades of gray was out and so all of my friends and co-workers and all this stuff was doing all these book clubs and all this stuff and I was like just so devastated it wasn't my fault but I couldn't attend those there was no way I could attend those and because I was too tied up with school and I didn't have time to read another book and so I was like, I was determined when I graduated college, I was going to start reading. Like I wanted to read. That was my thing. And I remember my husband asked me what I wanted for graduation. So I got a Kindle. I said, I want a Kindle fire and I want an Amazon gift card. That's what I got. And so I immediately, and what I was, so I thought, well, I want to read romance novels because that's what everybody's living out about, which did not read 50 shades of gray first. Um, I ended up reading Sylvia Day's Crossfire series. Her, I just, I started reading her series. And within six months of reading that, and I also started reading an author named Meredith Wild, I was like, I had the bug to write. Like, oh my gosh, I want to write a romance novel. And so I decided I was going to write a romance novel. 
So I started just, you know, trying to remember from back in school when I would write short stories and I used to write poetry and stuff like that. So I was kind of just feeding off what I remembered and started writing and started kind of putting the story together and pretty much started looking for information on writing, writing techniques and stuff like that. And very scattered, very confusing. And realized also that the more I tried to focus on the craft and technical side of this, like perfecting my writing ability, the harder it was to write. So I ended up, let's just write the story the way I'm comfortable writing it and then we'll figure this out. So I got it done and kind of started working through the processes and stuff and got it ready to publish. Um, first thing I did not do was I didn't get it edited because I didn't realize you should do that. I really had no idea what I was doing. So I didn't get it edited and go to publish and I have no clue. Like I can't find the information and it's not, nothing's happening the way it should. And I finally figure out how to publish and it looks horrible. The, the text is all over the place. It's not, it's just not very, like sentences were broken up and tabs where they shouldn't be. It was a complete disaster. And I had already told people I was releasing this book. I was completely embarrassed because you had this messed up manuscript out there on Amazon now. Um, I was absolutely devastated. Finally figured out how to flip back and went through and was like trying to figure out, but it took me, it ended up taking me a week to publish the book versus 30 seconds because I didn't know what the heck I was doing and wanted to quit. I remember taking the paper manuscript that I had written notes on and tossing it across the room. I was so upset with myself. And so then I was like, this is not going to work. I can't be like this. I have to learn how to do it. Um, and that's when I started researching and started digging into what is this process and why is it so hard to figure out and why is it not a playbook? Why is there not a one-stop place to show me how to do all this? And when you ask other authors, not all, but some, not all authors are very open to share their information. Um, you can be considered competition to them and they're not going to share their trade secrets if it could hurt their writing career. That was another problem. So um, that was very devastating and trying, that made it even harder. But finally I figured it out and then I realized there's a lot of people out there that don't, that were in the same boat I'm in. And I didn't want them to experience what I experienced because I was like, I never, you want to talk about beating yourself up and considering yourself stupid. Like I was doing it. Like I was, there was times I wanted to just throw the laptop across the room because I was like, I, I'm so stupid. I can't do this. That's exactly what I felt. And there's nothing wrong with that. It wasn't that I was stupid and nothing like that. I didn't know how to do it. It's just like, I can go run a marathon tomorrow because I've never run a marathon. I've never trained to do a marathon. So that's really where it came from was just the fact that I had no idea and thought I could just like snap my fingers and make it happen without learning the process. And then the fact that the information wasn't readily available and accessible, uh, that was the other side of that coin, but went through, figured it all out. And to this day, there's always changes. So I'm all, I'm constantly relearning, you know, learning new things so that I have that information to pass forward to those that need it. I love that you've been able to do that because um, for those of you that don't know, I have just written and published a book thanks to Kim's coaching and her resources. Um, and what I found is I really did try to Google all of the things because you do hear people saying, 
you can publish this on your own. You can do this. If you have an idea, take action, like all the things. And so when it was time to sit down, first of all, it was just an idea. I didn't even have a book. I just had an idea and sitting down with one of your little circles for your coaching. And I said, I just have a little idea. And you're like, Oh my God, that should be a book. I thought, okay. So I start writing and I'm like, Oh, I need some sort of software. Like I, what do I do? And you have all of the, the steps in the right order from just starting to publishing to an editor to how to, you know, put your thoughts on paper, when to stop. Like there's all kinds of things that you don't know. You think you want to write a book and then you start and you're like, Oh God, there's 150,000 things I have to Google. And you, you're right. You get on Google and it's so overwhelming. And there's so many people trying to sell you on their way of doing it through a bigger company or something like that. So it's really cool that someone can just come into your course or come into your coaching program and get all of the information at a one-stop shop. Do you find the people that, um, want to work with you that that's the biggest thing that really that it's a one-stop shop because they've been overwhelmed or they just don't know how to get started. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of it, they, the first thing seems to be is that they don't know how to get started. They don't think they can do it. That's the biggest thing. We all have it within us to write. There's, there's no wrong way to write a book. And, and that's one thing. There's people that would disagree with me on that. But if you can take that outside it, you know, pull that out, take that mentality and throw it away. Um, that's, that's what you got to do to get started. But yeah, definitely getting started is, is the first thing. Um, it does become overwhelming as you work through the process because you realize there's, you know, X number of steps you have to take to get from A to Z. You know what I mean? But it seems like the biggest one is getting started and not knowing what to do or how to do it. And it, it's really just, if you start with, just start writing, it doesn't matter what it is. doesn't matter how it's written. It doesn't matter what you can sit there and say, I want to write a book, but I don't know what I want to write. And you can keep doing that until an idea hits you. Um, but the most important thing is to start. That's the biggest one. So many people sit back and say, I want to do this. I want to learn how to do this, but they can't get started. And that's where a lot of people come to me is like, I don't even know how to get started. I don't even know what to do. I want, I have this great idea, but I have no idea you just start writing and then you, as you move on, you'll start the process to start to happen. Uh, but that's the biggest one. And you don't have to be, um, some people will disagree with this, this one too. You do not have to have a formal education in writing to write a book. There are thousands of authors, you know, what I mean? thousands of authors, uber successful, massively successful, great books that have never taken a writing class in their life. Um, it's, 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 we have a unique ability to tell a story and it's, there's only one way to tell my story. There's only one way for you to tell your story and that's our way. Uh, nobody's going to tell my story better than me. Nobody's going to tell your story better than you. No one's going to share your expertise better than you. Um, and that's what we have to learn to, to kind of focus on, uh, and get that, get outside of our head for a minute and say, I can do this. But yeah, that's the biggest one is just not knowing how to do it and where to start. That's the biggest one. Yeah, I would say too, like I don't have a, a formal writing education, but I had an idea and we talked yeah. a lot about inspired action and my book was basically based on something that I had been doing for years and realized that I was good at and I may have tips for people. And so like, if you have an idea, if you start taking the inspired action, sometimes it just steamrolls. Like it just went from this one little idea I thought would be a blog post to now it's a published book and it's so sure. I had more to say than I thought I did. Once I started going, I even added a chapter about mindset and 
all of that kind of stuff. And it just kind of flows once you give yourself permission to start working on it. Oh, absolutely. And I think the beauty in that is not only that is not only were you able to take it from an idea to a book, like you have, you have something to hold and to show, um, you're helping people. Um, and it's not just, that's not just a nonfiction thing. That's what a lot of people tend to don't realize. Fiction helps people. Um, all books are helpful, whether it's entertainment, stress relief, escapism, helping to do something like networking. Um, there's help within each book and that's the power of it. And I've, I've told you this, if, if you can touch one person with your book or you can help one person with your book, it's worth it all day long. I agree. And I'm a, I've been a reader my whole life it, back in the day of the babysitters club all the way, like all my life. That's kind of been my escapism. Like it's been, I like to read it. You know, some people meditate. I like to watch TV or read to get my mind to where it's not thinking mm -hmm. about the work day or whatever's happening. And I'm really big on suspense novels. They're my favorite, not much of a romantic novel person. I've read a lot and I did read 50 shades of gray for sure. <laughs> but I, um, I love to open a book and like feel like I don't know what's going to happen next. It is a, mm -hmm. a great feeling. And sometimes I won't even finish it when I'm about to, just because I'm not ready for it to end. And then I have a book hangover before I can start another one. So yeah. you know, the power of your writing can touch someone in a way that you don't even know, which is so good. Um, mm -hmm. I wanted to, something that you say all the time and you said it to me is sometimes your book can be your business card. And yes. That goes for like, I read a lot of personal development, but that goes for nonfiction, fiction, like whatever that is, it kind of is a way to like, I became author Gretchen Jackson or, you know, in a different way. Tell us how you've seen that play out. So I was, I was in a group where that came from. I was in a group talking about, uh, someone was asking about writing a book and I just gave them some tips on it. And through the, through this commenting, this, it came out, you know, books a new business card the other thing was is I was talking to um Jeff Standridge um he is he had he heads the conductor here in Conway he's written several books and he uses a book to help him professionally and that really when it was said and then I thought about him like that was like that was it like absolutely um you know you can hand out a business card and there's a question as to whether or not that person's going to remember you you hand out a book or you hand out the access to a book. Like there's a way for you to hand out something where they can access, you know, access your book immediately. Um, that's not going to get tossed away as quickly. It's you're going to be remembered, you know, you're going to be remembered. And it's just a great way. Like, cause in a lot of people, like we get into this habit with me, especially where I downplay my writing and I, I don't, you know, I have my moments where, I, you know, I'm a horrible writer and all this stuff, do that all the time. And so it's sometimes it's hard for people to do that, to brag and say, Hey, I have a book here. It is, but you're not only when you're handing out that book as the business card, you're handing out this book. I'm a fiction author. I'm a nonfiction author. I can help. I'm giving you entertainment, whatever it is. There's just some type, there's just something there that resonates with people and they're nine times out of 10, they're going to read it you're guaranteed they're most likely going to read it. Even if you don't have the book, but if you have something that represents the book, you can hand them, but it creates an instant connection with someone and you're, you're creating a reader, you know, right there. Cause nine times out of 10, they will read it. But that to me, it just, you know, 
it, it, to me, it's such a powerful statement. Here's my book. I would love for you to read this, you know, or here's, here's an opportunity to read my book. Please check it out. Um, and a lot of people just out of curiosity alone are going to read it, but you will create a connection with that person 10 times, in my opinion, 10 times faster than you would with the business card. Um, but it has from a nonfiction standpoint, um, I know authors that have used it in a nonfiction standpoint and it has leveled up their businesses. Like it's gotten them to six figures before because they use the power of a book to get clients. Mm -hmm. So, but I've also seen in the a prime example in the fiction realm in the amusing romance. I found out that a lot of people in healthcare love to read romance novels. Oh. Lots and lots of, lots of people, especially nurses, things like that love to read a romance novel and where I saw the Bennett, where I saw such a powerful statement with it was they, you know, nurses and bless their heart. We know they've had a, one heck of a year because of COVID, but they work long hours and their job is very stressful. Um, the excitement they get when you hand them a romance novel, it could have never have heard of you. And it doesn't have to be romance. It could be any type of fiction book, but they, the excitement because the, it's automatic escapism that can get away from the stress of their day and their day, you know, especially in the last year has been extremely stressful for them. Um, but that it just, the, their face lights up. Yeah. That you know, it, yeah. That makes sense though. Like it's yes. And all day thinking, 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 mm -hmm. put something fiction where they can kind of fall into it and start I, what I love so much about fiction books. And then why I always like to watch the movie is because I always make the scene happen in my head mm -hmm. the way that I think it would be. And if it's ever made into a movie, I'd love to see what the director saw. Yes. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I think the book is better, but sometimes I'll watch it and I'll think, oh gosh, that is really like, I never saw it that way. I didn't even understand it that way. I love to lose myself in fiction. Yes, absolutely. And I think that's why like a lot of people in healthcare turn to fiction and it's not just romance. It's all genres. Mm -hmm but they turn to fiction because they need that escapism, you know, and a lot of people, and I would say for this year of 2020 and the first start of 2021, a lot of people are just hooked on books right now and have been for the past year, especially during COVID it was eBooks. Now it's everything. We don't have shipping issues like we did, but um, they are so hooked on a book because they need that escapism. They don't, they, they need something to distract them from everything going on around them whether it's COVID or whatever, but more people have latched onto that in the past year than I've ever, from my information and the data that I have than I've ever seen before. And I don't think it's going to change. I know from, from till now till 2023, that's what the data shows us. That will not change. Um, not saying past 2023, this, that's all the data we have right now. So, so have an idea for a book. This is yeah. The, now's the time. Yeah. Now's the time. Yes, absolutely. Cause you need to get it out. And we know, in 2024 will probably be the same. We just can't justify it with data, but up to 2023, um, and it's self-publishing is going to be a huge one. Self-publishing is it continues to grow. It doesn't, it doesn't fade. So, cause you can do this on your own. You don't need, you don't need a traditional publishing house to publish a book, you know, and a lot of, you know, on and, and different platforms have opened the door for that. And that's not going anywhere. But you do need a Kim. Because Kim, you do need a Kim. Yes, you probably need a Kim if you don't want to bang your head against the wall and if you want to save yourself a lot of time. Because I mean, like this has been going on. My research in in this and me writing, I've done this for going on seven years. 
and there's always new information that the knowledge base does not change doesn't stop and you don't just you know i'm constantly there's new stuff coming out every day uh that you have to stay on top of so seven years of research and learning how to do all this and then you know saving you all that time and all that stress and anxiety that's huge because i would have given anything to have had a book coach seven years ago i would i mean i'd give my right arm to have had a book coach seven years ago because I just, it was horrible to put myself through all that for no reason. I, in like, you know, but I am the type of person that would rather pay someone to do the thing than try to figure it out on my own. If I'm not gifted in something, I go to straight frustration. I just shut my laptop. I'm done. And then it, I mean, even with my book, I got frustrated and put it away for six months until I was inspired again. But so I love about your coaching that you can set, you give all the information, you gave me all the tips to do it on my own. And then I said, what if I want to hire someone? You're like, here's some resources. <laughs> like, so either way, like if you, if you don't have the money or if you want to publish on your own, there is a way to do that at your direction, or you have these yeah. relationships and connections that I, there's no way I would have known even where to start for that. So I think that that's so great. Um, I want to switch a little bit because I've yeah. been in the shifter mastermind program and I, yeah have witnessed the change in you from the beginning to now, from before you were doing Facebook lives and even had a Facebook group to now you go live all the time. You're super comfortable. You seem to be glowing. You're confident. I would love for you to kind of tell our audience what your journey from, I mean, we call it mindset work, but mindset encompasses all kinds of things like well-being, self-care, confidence, like stepping into your power, all of those things. Could you tell us kind of where you were at before we found you or you found us and kind of where you are now and how that transition has been? Yeah. So just to give you a little background, um, I came just to know growing up for me was very, very rough. Um, I'm, I don't have to get into details, but what it did was it, my mindset was negative. It was almost as if I, I, I was trained to go negative. Um, it was just kind of how things happen. Everything normal, negative is normal for me. Um, that is, that has been, and that's a huge problem for me. And so I don't wake up every morning, rainbows and sunshine. Let's do a daily affirmation and let's have a fantastic day. I wake up and I completely I immediately attack myself and I nitpick at everything that I find wrong with me or, you know, or I'll, if it's not appearance, it's mentally, I'm stupid. You can't do this. And it's, it's, this is not something that just happened yesterday. This is something I've done since I was a child. I was kind of, my brain wired differently because of things that happened in my life. And so, um, it's very, very hard to break that cycle to this day. I still, still battle this. Um, and I wanted to grow a business and I also knew that that meant mindset was not going to grow a business for me. And so I knew that I needed, I needed something to kind of light my fire again. You know, the book stuff lights my fire, but from a personal standpoint that could help me transition that fire to professional, that was kind of where I was at. So, um, I wanted something. I wanted something to, I wanted something to help get me there. Now I'm leaning on other things as well, but I needed something to kickstart that momentum for me. So that's when my friend, my, one of my best friends, Amy Gilstrap, um, 
had a little event and they were, uh, we all came and it was about, you know, goals for 2020 and she brought up shifter. Um, and we talked about shit. She and I had several conversations about shifter and then you and I talked about shifter. And so I wanted, I was like, that's the kick that I need. I feel like that's the, that's the, the, I always say like this, like you got to do what sparks your heart. That's the spark that I needed. I needed something to light my spark. And so I was like, I want to do this. Um, and it was, and there's an element of books to this. So that was like, you couldn't have asked for a better, a better situation. Like one of my favorite things in the whole wide world, it involves books. So it was like the perfect kind of situation for me. So, um, I was like, yeah, I want to do it. Let's do this. So, and it was, it was great. Um, and I'm, I've met new people and have built relationships with new people. And that's another thing I'm considered an introvert. A lot of people find that hard to believe I'm actually an introvert. Um, but that has helped also. And I've made relationships with people. I've got to meet new people through the power of shifter and that, and what's amazing about it, it's pretty dang impressive considering this was through COVID. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like the ability to do that through COVID. Um, and I think a lot of people would agree with me. Shifter got a lot of us through COVID um, because we had a network of people we can lean on. We had a support system and we had an educational resource to move us forward. Mm -hmm. um, and that was great because the books, I mean, y'all, y'all introduced me to so many books that, I mean, I have so many books thrown at me left and right. There's a lot of, a lot of really special jewels in there. I don't always get to read. And so a lot of those special jewels are in, are part of Shifter, you know, and I wouldn't probably, I'm hit with books all the time. I probably wouldn't have caught them. You know, I wouldn't have uh, gravitated to them um, because some of my favorite books out of the entire world right now are books that y'all recommended. So that's amazing to me, but I needed, you know, I, I kind of say I needed a swift kick in the rear end. That's what Shifter did for me. It really put me on a trajectory because there are times I want to walk away and quit every five. I mean, like I'll do that all day long. Sometimes I just want to give up. I want to give up on trying to better myself. I want to give up on growing my business and all that stuff. And Shifter would center me back to, no, you keep moving forward. You keep moving forward. You don't give up. Um, and it has helped me tremendously with my self-esteem. Um, I'm, I'm not a hundred percent, but, but also it's, if it wasn't for shifter, I wouldn't be getting additional help with my self-esteem. That's the other side of that coin is it's driven me into different paths to not only to continue bettering myself. So, I mean, there's not, I mean, I can't say enough great things about shifter. Yeah. I appreciate <laughs> it. Yeah. yeah I, but I mean, it was, I was, I, I, I battled depression and I was in a huge depression and COVID made that 10 times worse. And I don't think, um, I wouldn't, I probably would, I'd be in a worse state right now had it not been for Shifter driving me in the directions that I want to be. Cause I would have just hid more. I would have just hid more. That's my thing. Um, and Shifter, you know, I had a support group that was not going to allow me to do that. Yeah. I'm a few things that you said. I'm so glad that we're working to, to foster and I'm glad that it's landing. The first thing is healthy relationships with women. I feel like that a lot of times people don't sign up for personal development things and that kind of thing because there is nothing but competition and our thing is collaboration over competition. And so you can own a business and go into a group of women and your secrets are safe. You can literally bounce ideas off or lean on them when you're going through a hard time. Like it's not just business. It's personal and it's being there for each other and someone's looking for you when you don't show up, which a lot of us need. I'm one of those people too. I'm an introvert and I could just 
not talk to anybody for 30 days and be just fine. But my people are looking for me. Um, another thing is, were you reading personal development before at all? Mm-hmm. No. Okay. No. So- well, I mean, I, I've, I've, I had looked at a few of them from, from the business standpoint, like mm-hmm. I've had people have me look at them. I wasn't, I was looking at them with a different set of eyes. That would be the best way to say it. I, what, I was looking at it from, I was in business mindset of how do I help this person with this book or that kind of thing. I was not looking at it as a way for the book to help me. The, yeah. And I'll say this, I, I, my original reason to, my first thought to join Shifter was if it helps me from a personal standpoint, like the goal was it to help me from a professional standpoint, but I felt like I could, that that that's what the whole goal was it's going to help me help me become more confident in my business what i did not expect was what it did for me personally which just enfolded my belief system for helping me with my business so that was the thing yeah but i had never i never looked at personal development other than from a business standpoint yeah i think that a lot of people think that that's if that personal development is just that is reading the books about how to be an employer or an entrepreneur or flip houses or, you know, whatever, but personal development really is personal. It has been such a personal journey for me and for all of us, which is how all of this got started. And we're hoping that even through this podcast that people are coming away with some tips just personally. And if you want to start a business, there's definitely a place to go from there, but really you have to get your personal shit in order to do anything else in your life, whether it's parent or spouse or whatever, you really have to get your personal self in order. And I feel like women are always there for everyone else around them before themselves. And then one day you look around and feel like it's too late and it's never too late. You know, you can put a book on audible or whatever. And I know that um, you think books are such powerful tools, obviously, because you're seeing so many different ones, but they can motivate you. They can, help you escape you know all of that like how do you think if you were to tell people why you like something okay let me catch my thought I'm so excited like you're not a reader right like I have so many friends who are like oh I'm just not a reader I don't do this I don't do that when someone says that to you how would you describe to them the power in books so if someone tells me they're not a reader, the first thing I'm going to go, and you were, you were heading there, um, audio, audiobooks. Mm-hmm. Well, would you, what do you listen to in your car? Um, you can listen to a book in your car. And, and um, on that standpoint, that's a great, I mean, like if someone says I'm not a reader, you can usually hook them with an audiobook. But how to, how to show them how it resonates with you is that, you know, the power of, there's a power in a book. It doesn't matter what book it is. There's a power to this book. And when, when you can take the outside world and you can set it on its shelf and say, you need to stay here for, and let me do this. And you can take the time to focus on what's in that book. It will resonate and you will find things, the things that are bothering you, the things you need to work on. You're going to find a book to help you through that process. You just have to be open enough to give it a chance. Um, but I mean, the amazing thing to me is you have people now and just like your book's a prime example of this. You have people now that are turning to books to educate themselves, um, and looking at different methods of education than traditional forms. Um, you're seeing that a lot and that's, and and you can't, you're going to learn something from a book. 
you can't, nobody will walk away not learning something from a book, whether it's fiction or nonfiction, you'll be surprised, but you will learn something. Um, you just have to have an open mind and give the book the chance. But I mean, I've recommended books that, and, and books have been recommended to me. And when we explain them and we get excited about it and our face looks like, oh my gosh, you have to read this book. It's so amazing. They're already, they know I've got something good to look forward to and they're already excited about it. And then it hits them maybe in a different way, but it, there's a something in that book that will hit them. And there's that spark. It lights a fire within you and it lights your spark. It sparks your heart to want to accomplish whatever it is you want to accomplish, you know, or I, I want to de-stress my day. I'm going to read a book, that kind of thing. But there's, there's so much, and it's amazing to me, the written word is that powerful, but it is. But that's, I mean, it's, uh, you'll see your face lights up. You get excited. Um, and that's, that's to me just how someone responds to the written word or the audible version um, is so amazing. And it's just, you just have to give it a chance. Do you have a favorite book? Yeah, <laughs> I have lots. Um, if you're going fiction, I mean, nonfiction is the first book that was recommended to me in Shifter. And that's, uh, I'm going to say her name wrong, Jen, Cicera. Sarah, badass at making money. Um, that would be that's my number one, and then uh, E squared by Pam Grout. Those two would be competitors, and then fiction is going to be Sylvia Day's Crossfire series, definitely romance. But yeah, but um, it's just funny. There's a lot of, I've, and there's a ton of personal development, professional development books I've read, but I never read them. I read them for business standpoint for you know kind of an analysis then versus trying to use it to apply it mm -hmm. um because i'm always in business mode when i think about a book it's business mode shifter gave me the ability to look at it from personal and professional development from the to help myself not to focus business 24 7 because i tend to do that because i tend to focus business 24 7 so yeah i like uh, e squared and badass that making money are right up there yes yeah. yes it's really, you know, you read a book like that and then you're just excited for, oh my gosh, that could be me. Keep reading. Like you're just excited for the next thing that they're going to challenge you to do and know, then it just helps you realize that you too can do this. Well, those, you know, those, you see these people have these aha moments, these epiphanies and you're like, oh my gosh. And those two books will give it to you every time, especially if you apply what those books teach you. And that's the other thing. That's the thing. It's not all about reading a book. You can apply what you learn in a book from a fiction standpoint. Even there are, you'll learn things in a fiction book, just like you will nonfiction. The delivery method's completely different, but a story, I mean, we've read stories growing up, children's book stories and things that were written as, you know, fiction as entertainment, but we learned something from them, you know? Yeah. We learned, we learned stories all day long about how, you know, how, how right from wrong and things like that, just from books. So you will learn. That's the thing. You have the ability to learn just by opening up a book and reading or listening. Cause yeah. I love to listen. <laughs> the earliest lesson I can remember learning from a book is from the monster at the end of this book with Grover from Sesame street. And he doesn't want to turn the page because there's a monster at the end of the book. But when he gets to the end, it's safe. And really he's the monster and it's just him at the end. So when you were saying that I was remembering that I used to be so afraid to turn the page because he mm -hmm. was afraid and then you get to the end and everything's just fine. <laughs> yes. 
Exactly. Yeah. I mean, like you learned your alphabet, you learned your primary colors, you learned how to be friendly and how to make friends. And you learned Dr. Seuss taught us how to rhyme. You know what I mean? Like you learn, you learn all kinds of things and it's okay to be different. You know, it's okay to be unique. And it's okay to be different. Children's books teach us that all day long. Um, so even though it was a fiction story, you can still learn from it. Yeah. Do you have a, um, like a process you go through when you're writing one of your books? Like, do you just start cause you have an idea or do you have to, do the, you know, what's your, what's your process? So originally, so there's three types of writers. There's a plotter, a pantser, and then I've coined planter. Um, I've kind of come up that one. Originally I was a pantser. So I write by the seat of my pants. I have an idea and I just take off and that's my thing. I've always been that way. Um, however, I would become very, I started, the older I get, the more frustrated I get when I can't remember something or I'm trying to remember a detail about a character or I'm writing a self-help right now. So I'm trying to remember something I might've said in the first chapter or something I covered in previous sections. Then I got to scroll and find it. Um, even in, and I do use a software to help me break things out, but I still got to find it. And so I started plotting, kind of outlining on the front end, and then I pants my way through the story. Uh, and that's the best, so I'm kind of the planter. I'm a mix between a plotter and a pantser. Because uh, when I start a story, when an idea hits me, especially fiction, I know the beginning, I know the conflict, and I know the end. It's the, the pieces in between that I didn't know. Uh, Self-help, on the other hand, is more of I have all these ideas, and I have to slow myself down because mm -hmm. I'll just, brain dump it and then I've got to put the pieces I've got to you know move my puzzle pieces around to get them all to fit if I plot an outline a little bit on the beginning I don't have to do that it's more laid out it's the pieces start to fit in the beginning versus trying to figure it out in the end and that minimizes frustration <laughs> so. I apparently am a dump dumper too like what you're saying like I would just dump my thoughts and when I was going through editing the she emailed me it back and she was like, I think you've already mentioned this up here. I'm like, but it's so important. I just kept thinking of it over and over and over again. Well, and and when you self edit, you know, you self you'll read through it and stuff where you send it off to an editor. Like I know you've seen this. We've all seen this. You'll be on social media or something and there's this message and it's all combobulated and backwards. And if you can read this, you're smarter than so and so. Yeah. The, we read it as we see it in our mind. So when you've written a story down, you're seeing it as you, you, you imaged it, you visualized it in your head, not as it is on the page. So it's, it's very hard sometimes to self-edit a book or catch things mm -hmm. because you're, you're seeing it here versus what it actually shows on a page. And I'm, I'm the world's worst at it. And that's why when I do a self-edit, I have to do it to, I have to make it read back to me. I'll make Microsoft Word or Google Docs read it back to me so I can catch stuff uh, because I will, I'll see it as I envision it, not see it as it lays. Yeah. So knowing what you know now, I know that you, you know, mentioned your childhood in the beginning and you've gone through this like major personal development shift. Knowing what you know now, what would you go back and tell your younger self? Um, probably I would tell my younger self now that I am, I'm, I'm worthy that I deserve, I deserve happiness. I deserve good things to happen in my life. Um, and that, um, 
I've always been a dreamer and, and definitely to continue that. I've always been, I'm a big dreamer. I've always been a big dreamer, but to continue to dream and believe and to push forward with that. Uh, those would be, those would be the most important things that I would tell myself. That's as a child. Mm -hmm. Well, tell everyone where to find you, where to find your coaching, your courses, where can they find you? Um, so I'm on social media. You can check me at Facebook, Instagram. I'm even on TikTok. It's just at bestsellerbound. Um, and then the website is bestsellerbound.com. And you can also reach out to me through my email, hello at bestsellerbound.com. But also I have a free writing group that is available on Facebook. It's just, um, it's called Bestseller Bound Community. So regardless, if you want to write a book or you have this itch to try to entertain that idea, you can come join that group and there's information and stuff posted weekly. Um, I post daily Monday through Friday, but there's tips and stuff weekly provided. Um, you can learn a lot just by being on there or the podcast, the bestseller bound podcast. I'm posting tips on there as well. Great. And we will put all of your links in the show notes. Thank you so much for spending time with me today. Thank you for me. I'm excited. It's just been awesome to watch you and your business grow over the past year or so. Um, I think that it's a testimony to you have called your shot, you know what you're good at, and you're stepping into that. And I'm just so happy for you and so proud of you. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate it. And I'm, I'm excited about you. I, your book's amazing. Uh, so I hope everyone checks it out. <laughs> thank you so much. So until next time, guys, we'll see you soon. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of the Shift Her Podcast. We are here to share stories that inspire so that you can create the life you love now. If you liked what you heard, please leave us a review, share on social media, and tell us why it resonated with you. You can follow us on Facebook at Shift Her, Instagram at shifther.co, and read more about us at www.shifther.co. While you're there, sign up for our High Vibe monthly newsletter, where we share even more inspiration and stories from our Mastermind program. Links from today's episode are in the show notes.